We can talk about dreams. I want to talk about dreams. Let's talk about dreams. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Al. And I'm Brad. Are you Brad. drinking a PBR? No, it's a rhubarb cider. No. And this is Fools of Tools, a podcast for the onerous oneirologist. Oneirologist. Yeah, smashed it. Um... So, gentlemen, how are we? What's everyone up to? Al? Um, managing to not get a headache from working on my laptop at home because I've rebuilt my desk. So Yay! I've got a monitor stand, all custom made, uh, a little keyboard pull-out thing that sits on the drawer, so the drawer pulls out and the keyboard sits on it. So I've now got nice. a fully functioning desk. It doesn't give me a fucking migraine. Uh, and give me a bad neck after oh, it makes yeah. so much difference. A day of sitting on fucking Zoom chats with people from all around the world. Um, so yeah, it's been slightly more pleasant today at work. Good, good. When did you work that? Uh, Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, did that on Sunday. Um, Saturday was pretended to be nice weather because it had been weather. Sorry, Brett. It had been nice weather all week, and then. <laughs> So Saturday morning, I was like, "Woo! I'm going to do some gardening. And it was literally, there was like hailstones and just like <laughs> winds all day. Um, yeah. But did a shitload of gardening. Um, so much so that I got told off by my neighbours for having a bonfire and burning all the fucking dead shit from the garden. Because <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the council basically have limited the refuse collection. Yeah. So they're not yeah, collecting so they're not all the garden waste. They're not doing garden waste. So I was like, fuck it, I'll burn it. Yeah, and then the second I was like, half of it was pretty much green stuff, so it was just like pure, <laughs> pure smoke signals. It was quite funny. Yeah, I, I got some abuse. Um, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, that was that was my weekend. Nice, cool. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Are you drinking what? What the fuck are you drinking? Just like squash. Okay, just this red water thing. Uh, Brett, what about you? What have you been up to? I have been. Making steady progress on the uh, workshop. It's it's more all preparation to get over there because uh, I'm putting a video together, obviously, for it. It's going to be Ship Shop 2.0, and I'm super excited. Um, I think chatting with Chris actually got me even more excited because it was like it became more aware of being like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that thing, and then hopefully put the forge in it and, and get back to metalworking. Um, so doing fabrication and, you know, obviously trying to avoid going out and uh, not only spending money on the materials, but just isolation in general. California's pretty good about their lockdown, even though I've been to Home Depot once and it looks like not a single thing has changed, except for there are uh, bits of paper posted that just say maintain a safe distance between you and the other people. <laughs> like, who knows what that means? Um a lot of masks and gloves, which is interesting just to see people doing that when they're buying their treated lumber. Um, anyway, so I worked on uh, some fabrication, metal fabrication, using uh, some scrap that, that Ben and Jess had uh, at their house. And I actually got to go see the new steel mill that I will probably use at some point in the future. Um they're they're a lot smaller. I, I definitely feel like I was spoiled by the upstate New York one, the Albany yeah. Steel. Um, 
not only for just having more selection, but uh, they also had a cutoff section, which oh, was nice. the best because you just pay for weight or pay by weight versus this place. Uh, I called three different metal sales facilities and everybody stopped doing the offcut selling a year ago because it wasn't making enough money for anybody. And I was like, hold on. I want to know why that makes sense. Like, or it doesn't make sense because you're just selling your scrap. How is that not cost effective? You don't have to do anything after you. Anyway, no one sells stuff like that anymore, which is a bummer, but, uh, I got some square tube and some plate steel and I made little footing brackets. Like if you've ever seen, uh, kind of the, pergola kits that people buy or the little outbuilding kits that people buy the little steel footings that you anchor into the floor i made a bunch of those which was kind of the first step like i had to get those done so that i can go over and put them in the concrete and then build the damn thing yeah um so first step done i'm going to spend the rest of today after the podcast um just prepping tools and running a couple of quick errands to pick up some things that will cater to the build. Nice. Started working on the video, uh, which, you know, animation is super fun to <laughs> spend 20 hours and accomplish 40 seconds of animation. Um, but enjoying that again, uh, I'm not really trying to keep it a secret or anything, but having the maker adventure come back around for the first time in a while feels good. Just to, work on the animations and make silly things happen on screen using after effects and just be like, well, this was a good, it's a good time to do it. If I'm going to do it, might as well be now while you can't go anywhere. <laughs> um, so I've been making good progress on that. Basically shop might start tomorrow. All, all things going according to plan. I'm going to start working on the shop tomorrow and I'm super excited. <laughs> Tiny little workshop. It's going to be great. Yeah, Steve. Awesome. What about you? Uh, I have had an interesting week. Um, so we've basically gone on full lockdown with um, regards to the workshop. Joe is in there um, still making stuff. Me and Alex are both not. Um, I've been able to get in once just to pick up some stock um, and a couple bits. So I've got uh my gas forge uh regulator and bits like that turned up thanks dan um so yeah i've basically been in to, to kind of grab those bits and uh start putting that together so that means that i can actually do production work from my workshop um but that means that i've got to get my workshop into a decent state again because it's just turned into a shit show um doesn't help with the fact that uh the landlady's gardener is still doing her garden but all of the refuse collection and all of the dumps are closed. So I can't actually get rid of any of the garden waste. So it's just now piling up in burn my it, workshop. Burn it, burn it. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to. <laughs> um, but yeah. I actually, uh, I actually spent this evening like sorting uh, branches. <laughs> really? <laughs> so like small branches, big branches, like, you know, like little bits of wood that I can start the forge yeah. with and stuff like that. I do actual firewood because it was just a huge fucking like bonfire. It was basically yeah. ready to go. And all the neighbors just descended on my house and said, you can't light that fire. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so then I just had to like fit, like sift through it all and like properly like trim it all down. Now I've now got these nice little piles of like 
medium, small, and large twigs. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so, well, that's the thing is, like, I'm I'm at the point where I'm like, well, fuck it, I'm just going to dump it all in the back of the Volvo, drive to the uh, the forge, mm. and um, like just dump it in a corner there until such time as I can get over there and burn it because if it's over there, it's not in the way. Whereas here, it it is. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm kind of starting to get the workshop um production ready which is weird because that's not what my workshop is set up for um <laughs> but i've also been i basically I, I came down with a little bug not the bug but um just feeling a little bit under the weather uh so i was like well i'm going to use this because i'm going to have a load of like extra time because i've only got so much that i can actually do for al i'm going to have a look and see what projects i can do so did the uh the stupid thing of downloading pinterest uh had a million ideas from that and then realized that i can't get any of the materials so <laughs> had to like just hide that app from the home screen then because uh tim turdworks tim uh, was talking about tiktok was like i'm gonna give tiktok a go and see what that's like turns out it's fucking hilarious uh so i i ended up wasting way too much time on tiktok um then realized that i was being really unproductive so started doing a load of houseworky bits um and like i've deep cleaned and rearranged the kitchen so it's just a whole lot easier to use and to get to things and things make more sense and it's just a nicer place to be um so did that uh and like put up a new radiator and some other bits um and that was like yeah okay i, I feel good now and then had my sister phoned me because she's got four kids at home that are all being kind of homeschooled because of the fact that the schools are closed. And Kirsten was like, can you just take one of them and teach them something? Because <laughs> they're asking me questions about computer stuff. I don't know anything about it. And I'm confused and they're all crying and life is shit. So I, uh, I jumped on a hangout and uh, had a, an Excel lesson with my nice. uh, niece. That was that was great fun. Um, not to mention the the fact that we took twenty minutes to actually just get on a hangout because my sister does not like the laptop. Um, but yeah, so did that. That was really good. Um, and then, of course, left that feeling like, oh yeah, I feel really good. I'm really energized. I'm really charged. And uh, I was listening to an episode of making it a little while back and jimmy was talking about um the fact that he's got this trumpet um that he's had for ages and has never actually played and he's started trying to learn how to play the trumpet and uh sat down and was watching an episode of queer eye of all things and the guy that was on it um had a, a guitar that he'd been meaning to play forever uh, and had never actually got around to playing it and they gave him a free lesson or something i fucking words um so this guy let it and i was like fuck it there's a there's a fucking bass guitar in the corner there i've wanted to play it for <laughs> fuck knows how long so just went on found a youtube video of or a youtube series of uh like teach yourself bass guitar um watch the basics hey that's so what it should have been called um but yeah like did that and uh and it was great because i i managed to tune the bass uh I managed to like play a, a few notes and I've now got this little thing that I need to do to practice to get my fingers to do the right things and the stuffs. And it was fucking ace because it's always been a dream of mine to be able to play an instrument. Oh, 
Yeah. That was naughty. Yeah. So that segues <laughs> wonderfully into our topic, which is dreams. Wonderfully. Wonderfully. Uh, so, what what do you two dream about? What's what's your dream? What what dream have you had recently? These are these are real. Like I'm sleeping. These are the things I think about when I'm in my brain space, right? Yeah. Not one day I really want a Lancia Delta. Like yeah, literally, no, but... like. Don't don't piss yeah. all over my fucking segue, man. Like <laughs> I worked hard for that shit. Unless grand. it's a dream where you're asleep and you're driving a Lancia Delta, who doesn't count. <laughs> Um, I want to drive a Lancia Yeah, go on, Brett. Hit us with a with a, a fun dream. Oh man, I feel like recently um, it it is very difficult for me to remember dreams. A lot of times, I, I feel like there's uh, there's those moments where you wake up and you are everything is so vivid, and you're able to you know I keep a notebook and you write it all <laughs> down, and it was a cool idea or maybe a build idea. Um, I tend to have a lot of memorable dreams that are terrifying um i think it's my my fascination with movies right you're you're typically every character in a dream or depending on what psychology you follow uh they say that you are every person in your dream if you dream about a bunch of people you're actually all of those people whatever oh, okay yeah um and the the ones that i remember are usually something very trying or, or like a, they're never like the fun romp adventure. It's always like <laughs> something is trying to kill me, and that's what I wake up remembering. Is like, oh man, that dog looked really scary. It was a <laughs> scary looking dog. Um, I feel like recently, though, to backtrack, it's been a lot of the the workshop and you know what this space can look like, and and this little cabin project, and everything that I want to do for it, and kind of pre-building in my head, which is interesting because I don't think that's something that I do very often. Like usually I'm able to turn it off at, at night, right? It's like in the middle of working on say like the, the treasure chest, mm. that thing was a ball like to make, but <laughs> I, when I would be done working for the day, I would just go home and then do nothing and then wake up and go, right. I have to work on that thing again. As far as the workshop goes, it's like, Oh, uh, I have this dream and I wake up, and I can just think that oh, that's where the forge was. Remember in the dream, the forge was over there. And then I had my little steel sign was over here. And that would look so good for this one shot if I was filming in this direction, which is insane. I feel like I've not done that before. And I don't know why. Maybe just because it's becoming more real and it's so topical. Um, everything is becoming like a pre-build in my head where it's very... Uh, uh, fuck, what is the movie I'm trying to think of? Basically, like, uh, like Lego Iron movie. Man style. Let's say, <laughs> let's say Iron Man style, where he like explodes the parts yeah. of the Iron Man suit. It's like I'm, I'm just extruding everything or exploding everything out of this architecture that's going in my head and I'm able to like flip it around and everything, which is not really an interesting dream to anybody else, but, uh it is atypical that I would not just be having like generic fun, silly or terrifying dreams. I'm actually just every night that I seem to dream and remember those dreams. It is about this fucking project. <laughs> it's new to me. And it's like, get out of my brain. <laughs> like, it's funny you say the, the, the write them down things. Cause anyone that knows me knows how fucking horrific my short term memory is. Um, but the, 
not only do I forget to my dreams, like the sort of within seconds of waking up, I then also forget to get a fucking notebook and put it in my room <laughs> so I can write the dreams before I get them. Because <laughs> it's always a great idea. And I always, I, even when I'm lying there, as the, the the dreams are slowly sort of sifting away through my through my mind sieve, I'm thinking, oh, wouldn't it be great if I just had a little notebook and I could write these down? But mm. I never do, and I never remember to do it. So uh, it, it, one 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 day I will do it because I have some fucking belters. See, <laughs> I I um I have the same thing where I always need to quickly jot something down, and I can never be bothered to run and find a pen and paper or to pull up my. Uh, note-taking app on my phone mm. but turns out uh the google keep now have a like a, a widget so that's now on my home screen so as soon as i unlock my phone i can just tap and enter in a note like that oh, nice. and so that might be worth doing because i might do that yeah because it's already saved my bacon a few times that being said i can't use it for for dreams because i do not remember dreams ever oh. i feel but, like that that's there are certain people that just have zero recollection. It is yeah. just their standard is I do not remember what I dreamed about. I, I have like three dreams that I've remembered. One was a recurring nightmare when I was a kid. <laughs> One was a weird out of body fucking sleep terror, night terror thing. Uh, and I, I've forgotten the other one. What What is it about kids? Like, because I used to have, I used to have, two specific nightmares when i was a kid recurring yeah same story same narrative every time and like i don't really have them like that anymore yeah but it's it's because it's it's how you i think there's there's two things like there's there's firstly the the fact that when you're a kid you tend to you know if you have a, a scary dream or something like that you'll wake up and because you've woken up and you're you're panicked and you're not sure what's going on you go oh fuck so you think about it a bit more so you actually remember it. Whereas now, right. you, know, you have a bad dream, you wake up and you go, oh, that was bad. Yeah, but real yeah. life is so yeah. worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You wake up and go, oh, shit, I still live in Leeds. And then you roll back to sleep. And, yeah. um, oh, don't get me started on fucking real life dreams. So the, the, there's a recurring <laughs> dream I have now, which is just I dream an entire day of work. So oh, and, and that involves like everything from getting up to like yeah. getting ready driving to work sitting in traffic being at work and then coming home and and then i'll wake up and i'm like oh i've just fucking done that i've got to do it again so it's like groundhog day but i didn't actually there's no there's no benefit i can't gamble on anything no one told me the sports results in my dream <laughs> but it, it, yeah. it's it's just like there's nothing i'm not naked there's no dinosaurs it's just yeah. literally like i'll read emails and like you know, take notes yeah. <laughs> and tidy up and go at the bog. And it's just like, this isn't a dream. This is hell. This is my definition of hell. Yeah, that's 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 fucking terrible, man. I, I, I feel like the my younger days were full of, um, you know, like Freddy Krueger, right? Yeah. When you're watching Nightmare on Elm Street movies as a child, because my father was like, eh. He'll, he'll be fine and then i would have horrific nightmares of getting <laughs> murdered by freddie when i'm like six years old and the the imprint those left on me as a child i i don't have lucid memories of waking up i just know that i had 
nightmares because yeah, you yeah. know funny stories from my fa- parents or whatever waking up and just like oh you used to be terrified of freddy it was great um <laughs> i i find it really interesting though that when you're uh, a kid those things imprint so hard on you like they are reality and i think it's this um because you are still learning and because you are still being influenced by your surroundings and your environment a movie is not so far removed from reality when you're a child, right? Because the seeing it on the other side of the screen doesn't really change the fact that it's, it's real in your mind. Whereas when you get older, be it, you know, being calloused or, or jaded or just more aware that like, this is a movie. It is not real. <laughs> Freddie is not going to murder me in my dreams. Um, I kind of miss those is what I'm getting at. It's like, I kind of miss being so impacted by visuals or movies like that, that I would wake up and go, fuck, this is terrifying. I wouldn't say fuck when I was six years old, but I don't know the last time I woke up so affected by a piece of imagery or, or by like a film that I woke up going, Oh my God, that was so real. Like the fucking Cloverfield was real. Like that didn't happen. I just watched Cloverfield and was like, that was Blair witch with an alien. Go on. I I'm the exact opposite. I never had that as a kid. I never, I never really got massively uh, impacted by any films or anything when I was growing up, but the amount of times, I mean, from the age of probably uh, 16 to last week, um, if I play a, a video game for <laughs> yep. like, hours, then I find that I'm dreaming that video game. Like the amount of times that I've got up, sat at the PC, played a video game until three in the morning and then gone to sleep and woken up eight hours later going, what the fuck? Why was <laughs> I? I was definitely in that game, and like that's probably the 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 most impacted I get. But I think that's because I I know I I've said I can't really remember my dreams. I remember vague bits, and I can. But there's this whole thing about the fact that if you don't write a dream down or talk about a dream within the first uh, few minutes of being awake, then it will just drift from your memory, and you need to to set that thing in. That's why you know people write them down. That's why there's a there's a really good YouTube video about um, a, a woman who who sketches out her dreams. She does cartoons mm-hmm. based on her dreams, Ooh, cool. um, which leads into lucid dreaming. Um, but I know before now I've woken up and like I've spoken to Jazz about. Like I had the weirdest dream about this, that, and the other, um, and like I can remember snippets, and it's usually because it's like Brett with the the workshop. It's based on what I'm doing at that time. Um, so like over the the Christmas period where we were doing um, like twelve hour days for six days a week in the workshop, I know even though I was basically either awake or dead, like <laughs> I I wasn't dreaming as such. I was just passed out. But I know that the dreams that I would have been having would have been based around the workshop. It would have been like yours are going to work. It would have just been I'm going into the workshop and I'm making stuff. And like that's that's where my head was at because because that's that's all that was in my head at the time. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. It's a, the movie thing's weird because I had two specific nightmares when I was a kid. And one of them was kind of loosely based around Indiana Jones. And I wasn't Indiana Jones. I was probably short round looking back. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my uncle was Indiana Jones. And I think yeah. that's like my my uncle was one of the, 
like my dad's like really younger brothers, so he wasn't that much older. Um, and I, I think I always thought he was really cool. Yeah. Um, and so obviously, like the, he therefore must be Indiana Jones. Um, so we'd, we'd we'd reenact Indiana Jones, and there'd be the the door closing and kind of you know tumbling through and forgetting the hat mm-hmm. and stuff. However, the, it wasn't any of the Indiana Jones bad guys. It wasn't like Nazis or the weird guys from Temple of Doom. Um, <laughs> it was these giants with no skin. And, oh God! And I'd never, I'd never seen Attack on Titan. This is, this is bear in mind. This is when I'm like six. Yeah. Like, or yeah. Whatever. Um, I didn't even know if Attack on Titan was around then. Um, but that's what it was. It was these giants, and they had no skin. And I couldn't think of anything more horrific. I'd never seen a body without any skin. Yeah. And it had never been, you know, I'd never watched, I'd never watched Hellraiser or something at that age. So I had no concept of like flaying. But yeah, for some for some reason, my body had created these fucking beasts with no skin and they were the ones chasing us and it was all like like morbid and like dripping and like do you know what i mean it was like it it wasn't so much that i was scared of them it was that i didn't want to touch it in case it hurt them and i I, I always have this weird thing in dreams where like i don't want to do something that's bad so i've got this other one with them specifically cats i don't know why cats but every time i try and walk Every time I try and walk, I'm standing on cats' guts, and the cats are alive. And no, no matter what what step I take, I, I'm accidentally standing on their intestines, and it's just like I can't walk anywhere. And even if there's like an empty space of floor, I walk, and a cat will just run underneath my feet and just like empty its guts on the floor, and I'm, I'm standing on it. So like, it's not that they're trying to attack me or that I'm scared of the cats. It's that I'm like, I'm the villain almost. Have you ever thought about therapy? <laughs> <laughs> but it was the same with these giants, these horrific, massive, fucking horrible, scary giants. And I was like, I kept apologizing every time, like I'd grab their arms or something, because I'd be like, oh, that must, re- that must really hurt if you haven't got any skin. know. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I wonder what kind of analysis could get done on that, though. Al, well, but why do you always feel like you're the bad guy or you're hurting everyone? I mean, they're just innocent cats. It's not your fault that their guts are hanging out. But it's like, my fault slide, that I'm stepping on them. Doors, like, like try to shut a door and there's always a fucking cat in the door. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you know, I've had, I've had a couple of uh, dreams that I've written down. And I know we're probably going to continue talking about this more. But the notebook next to the nightstand was not a thing maybe five years ago. Um, it... I don't know. I maybe I'd heard enough people talk about it, but I started keeping the notebook, you know, on the nightstand. And I've woken up twice in the last five years to write down basically an entire movie that played out. One of which I was I was like filming it. I was behind the camera, but it was obviously just shot perfectly in order with no editing. So it was just playing a movie full out and it had some weird Constantine esque like light world, dark world. There was priests and religion and bad guys and stuff. I don't know. It was insane. I have it written down on about 40 post-it notes that are just strung together and then folded over. Um, that one was really intense, but uh, it, it maybe took a few months for me to realize that it, it felt very much like a Constantine or um, the exorcist. It was like, if those two, movies made a sub movie the other one that 
I wrote down, which was full kind of start to finish movie, was a post-apocalyptic something or other almost it was probably influenced by blade runner with a lot of like the neo futuristic whatever dystopian um and that one was all about a pandemic which (laughs) it's not like i thought of it yesterday so it's not topical but it was a couple years ago and i wrote down that like uh i had this really cool idea and i was the i was the main character in that dream and so i was seeing everything from his point of view and there was all this tech and it was futuristic but dystopian and then there was a worldwide pandemic that went down but he figured out how he could fix it but it was also uh i don't know it was it was also like a catch-22 because if he saves it then this thing also happens and it was like there's good but there's bad and i was so caught in the decision which would have been like act three of the movie it was like but what does he do? And that's where the dream stopped. So I I wrote the entire thing down up to that point and still have yet to put an ending to it because, yeah, I can't figure out. Like, I was the character. I wrote the entire movie in this dream. And then when I got to the decision where it's like, yeah, this is the big thing that has to wrap the movie, (laughs) it fucking stopped. (laughs) Like when Homer yeah, makes the world's greatest invention and he doesn't know what it is and it's in his dream. And it's like, yeah. Marge, get out of the way. <laughs> so now I feel like I feel like if I just made the movie as it stands, it would just be like that old TV trope where it was like, it was all a dream and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I miss those. Uh, I feel like I haven't had a, a really vivid dream like that in a long time. And I'm not sure. Maybe you guys have some thoughts about this. Steve, you said you don't really remember a lot of your dreams, but is there a moment or is there there a time in your life where it seems like you're having more either positive or negative dreams? Is it something that happens in succession? Like, oh man, these two weeks were extremely stressful. I had nothing but terrible sleep and horrible dreams. Or is it just random? Uh, That's a good question because like... I think it does go through like mood swings like that. Cause like there'll be, there'll be times where I'll just have dreams about dinosaurs and they'll be like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. And like going on adventures and like all positive, like road trip type dreams and kind of, you know, like real movie dreams. And then there'll just be dreams where it's just the, the work thing or the, this recurring fucking one where um, I'm not getting something done in time and it's just taking yeah. ages. And it'll it'll just be something at work or like in a restaurant. So I'm in a restaurant and somebody's ordered a meal and it's taking me ages to cook it. And the longer it goes on, like something goes wrong, so I have got to start again. And it's just it gets to like hours and then days, and I'm still cooking this one thing. Yeah. And everyone's saying like, no, stop, stop, it's just stop, stop. They've gone. I'm like, no, I've got to keep doing it. I've got to keep doing it. <laughs> and then they will come at like a spate of them all together. So I think there is something about like. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a huge amount of analysis on on dreams and on the fact that they are very closely related into uh, into your mood because a lot of a lot of dreams' purpose, as as far as we understand it, is to to basically process um, all the stimuli that you've had during the the last twenty four hours or however long it's been since you last slept, and right. and it's uh, it's not just processing the 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 stimulus in terms of uh, like a computer taking information and just like taking in the facts it's 
it's how you interpret it, which obviously has a lot to do with how, what your mental state is at the time. Um, I mean, I, I, again, like I, I don't tend to, to remember my dreams much. I mean, obviously, I, I, I must dream. Everyone does, um, but I, uh, I tend to be quite a, a heavy sleeper, so I don't tend to really. Um, like I don't, I won't, I won't wake up because I'm having a dream. Um, like we had a, a huge thunderstorm here uh, a few years, years, a few months back. Um, like proper horrible, like end of the world style storm. And apparently, I woke up about thirty seconds from the end just because there was a a particularly loud crash. Jazz had been up for like fifteen minutes, staring out the window, looking at all the thunder and lightning going on, <laughs> and I just sat up and went. What's wrong? And she went, yeah. <laughs> There's a storm. And I just, apparently, I just oh, went, oh, okay. Yeah, I just went back to sleep. Um, if, a then, fucking, if a moth farts in my house, I wake up. Yeah. And I, I, I just, I'm not that sort of person. But the, the only time I really remember having a lot of dreams is when I was imbibing in certain things. And, um, and yeah, that obviously affected. Uh, my mental state and and i ended up um dreaming much more or at least being far more aware of the fact that i was dreaming um so yeah i think your your current mental state has a huge impact on on what you dream and how you dream it and and i guess how you remember it so explain explain my mental state as a kid then from for my other nightmare because there was the there was the, the giants with no skin nightmare but there was another really specific nightmare when i was a kid and it was yeah. this it was this world and the whole world was made of milk. Sounds like was, a world. No, it was like dirty, like muddy milk. So like oh. the ground, the ground was made of milk, and all like the and all the cows and stuff were just stomping around in like sloshing like milk, milky mud. And then the buildings were all made of milk as well, and it was all kind of like nicotine stained. Yeah. And I'd get to like it'd be like desolate wasteland, and then there'd be like one like high-rise tower and i'd get in the high-rise tower into a lift and there'd be this old woman in the lift smoking and yeah. basically the the nightmare was me tell like us about this dream once before i think so i think i've told you about it yeah and basically just got, getting in this lift and going up in this lift with this woman smoking i'm just a kid in this yeah. dream and like she's made of milk and the cigarettes are made of milk and the lift's made of milk and it's all just like disgusting yeah. and yellow and like stained and it stinks, and it's all like kind of warm and fucking minging, and it's just like I can't breathe, and I know everything's just like festering. It's like apocalyptic, this yeah. world. But I don't know. I don't know. I can't imagine the kind of the imagination that would create that. Like, why? Why is why are solid things made of milk? What what was, have I got against milk? What yeah, have I got it, against this old woman and smoking? Like no, like no one in my family smoked. Yeah, it was probably down to like some random fucking incident that happened one time that stuck <laughs> in your head where you know you you walked past an old woman that was smoking and she smelled <laughs> she smelled gone off milk or something like that <laughs> and, and yeah that that stuck in your head and you looked at her and you were scared of her and went oh fuck i don't like it and then that's what then happened in your head but it's um, almost the, it's, it's almost the opposite of what you're saying Brett, about the, the movie triggering it like i get when I watch movies, it triggers it back. So, like in Mad Max, where uh, in sorry Fury Road, where there's those weird like things on stilts, 
Yeah. And they get and yeah. they get stuck in that kind of swamp thing. Yeah. It's that that is like the milkland. Yeah. Gotcha. It, it was exactly like that. And I was like, how the fuck did they like paint this? This is this is exactly what was in my dream. Uh, but, but then I've never, I've never seen anything like it before. Then there's the there was a really interesting um program on uh on memory and how memory is because of the way memory works it's it's not infallible so you'll remember something and you'll remember it so crystal clear and so perfectly and for an example i'm going to say you know you were at the races and there was a man that was wearing a red coat he had a beard and he was wearing a flat cap and you know you'll you'll be able to picture him exactly as he was but that's not actually what happened you you know you may have had oh, it yeah. suggested yeah. to you that you know that he was wearing a flat cap and had a beard whereas actually he was wearing a baseball cap and he had a mustache or something like that but because of those suggestions get into your head and it changes the way that your memory works so it might even just be the fact that they because that scene was reminiscent of it yeah it then becomes your memory of it then changes and you go fuck that's exactly what i used to see well no um, it wasn't exactly because it wasn't made of milk well yeah <laughs> <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like you'll you'll find those connections, even when those connections are um very vague. Um which is one of the things that I find fascinating. I, I love the way that the human mind mind works. I think it's such a an interesting subject and it's so fucking odd and uh I was gonna say unexplored, but that's not quite what I mean. But it, it's it's so it, it's not very well understood at all. There's so much mystery to it still. Um that trying to kind of apply logic to to the way that the brain works doesn't really work because it's as red would say brains are dicks and, and they're, <laughs> they're not logical so it's it's really it's fascinating to me i mean there's yeah you know, there's obvious things like uh the the dream that everyone used to have or that everyone has where they're being chased and either they're trying as hard as they can to run really fast but they're running <laughs> emotion or Ooh, or they're screaming and you know but the words aren't coming out because I, I used to have that when i was a kid at that dream that was one of the recurring dreams where i'd be um I, I was running through our farmyard and i can picture it now exactly um and i was being chased by one of our bulls and uh as in a, a male cow not as in a round thing um bulls, but, bulls. and uh but yeah so being chased through the yard with this and i can see the the kitchen door and you know i it's it's less than a 10 second sprint from where i'm stood but it's taking me forever to get there and i'm screaming as loud as i can but no words are coming out and all this and all the time the ball's getting closer and closer and closer and you know i'd always wake up just before it, it gets there and there's that's that's a universal dream everyone has a dream similar to that it might not be a bull in a farmyard it might be a car going down a street or it might be a bully in a alleyway or it might be a giant with no skin in a weird milk-based utopia <laughs> dystopia um but yeah there, there's the way that the brain processes these things and processes the feelings um and the emotions and the thoughts and the the stimuli that we all receive is is oddly similar across um massive gaps so yeah, I it, it again it's just something that I find really fascinating. Uh, yeah, I've always I've always been fascinated by psychology and I know 
uh, I've mentioned it a few times in previous episodes where um, in university, I had to fill some of the credits, you know, or humanities credits to, to graduate. And I ended up putting a bunch of psychology classes into my curriculum just because I was fascinated by it. And so I would go from like an art class where we're drawing things and seeing people's perception of whatever object we're drawing, you know, or or a life drawing class and, you know, seeing the, what their pencil stroke looks like, or, or like they're very aggressive or why do they stretch people out and make them odd sizes or how are they not seeing, or how are they seeing this object differently than I'm seeing? Right. All fed into this, uh, I'd go to a psychology class right afterwards and we'd start discussing why like some people's perception is different, you know, and like it is impossible to look at somebody and go, why don't you see the thing that I see? And you're <laughs> like, well, that, that there's a load of reasons behind that and your brain is a crazy thing to unpack. But that got me into the, um, the aspects of, of parid, oh, how's it sound? Paradolia, paradolia, yeah. and oh, no, apophenia. Yeah. So, like this idea that you're either seeing things or making connections between things, or how someone sees a piece of art and and sees you know the chalice in in the Da Vinci Code in the Last Supper and all this stuff, whatever. Um, but then taking that a step further from those two uh, topics into dreams and and dream state, it's like how did Al's brain connect what he doesn't even remember is possibly this old lady that he walked by when he was young, smoking a cigarette and smelled all bad. How does that connection get made between very unrelated things like (laughs) milk, a milk desk and the scary lady that smells bad and an elevator. (laughs) How does all that get connected? And then to actually look into that, those three aspects and go, right now that we've, are trying to figure out how they're all connected. What does it mean? Yeah. Like maybe it means fucking nothing. <laughs> exactly. At the end of the day, yeah, but you know I'm, what that dream means, don't you? Yeah, yeah. but I'm, I'm make fascinated. Out of milk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm fascinated by the people that uh, try and do these dream analyses where it's it's like oh, okay, so you're currently dealing with a lot of stress at work and you're not happy in your job there you go. That's why you're having dreams about living out a day in your life because you hate uh, a normal day in your life and you want it to be uh, more fantastical. So you're having, these are bad dreams associated with being unhappy at work. That's an easy connection to make, but the fucking milk dream with the creepy lady, I am so beyond fascinated of like, why, how did that come to be? And then how do you have such a strong memory of the image to where you can watch Fury Road and go, holy shit, that's it. Like that scene stuck with you or it imprinted on your brain a little bit and you were able to recall it 20 years, 30 years later and go, holy shit, that's exactly what Milkland looked like. Because, <laughs> you know, you've seen uh, endless swamp scenes and desert scenes and barren yeah. scenes and, and all sorts of stuff. But I, don't, I think it was like, the camera angle as well. So it might have been shot at like the height of a small child. Yeah. Mm. Maybe the perspective was, was a trigger to me to, to, to kind of go, Oh, that's, it's like, it's those like base sort of like animal instinct, the reptile brain that, that, you know, you hear a sound and suddenly it just fucking 
reminds you of that thing or you, the, the ratatouille yeah. moment you smell a smell and it takes you back to your childhood it's like the, there's something something that triggers those whether they're real memories steve or like you say they're you know artificial or your brain trying to make make sense of the madness you know yeah. all that fucking stuff i i don't know if it's an age thing that you don't dream as you get older or is it like a stimulus thing like are we overstimulated now to the point where you know you, you, I, I i can't even dream like i used to well i think that's that's one of the things though is is the fact that it's it's not necessarily that you don't dream um as an adult you're just uh you're more desensitized to it so you know you it's it's not such a new weird unusual experience you're like oh, okay i just had another fucking weird dream and you just kind of brush it off rather than than kind of waking up and going oh my god i need to tell people about this because this is the strangest thing that's happened to me in the last three minutes and like that that excitement of of being a, a, a kid and having those new experiences whereas say as an adult it's just kind of you just wake up and go, oh, for fuck's sake! I just want to go back to sleep. Leave me alone. Yeah, yeah you don't. You don't have that de- that fucking deathly desire for sleep when you're a kid, like you're doing. Yeah, right. Exactly. I think that's why I'm not so bothered about writing it down because I just want to go back to bed. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it, it, it's it's a it's a weird thing. And like I say, I I love it and I I find it interesting. And kind of to to Brett's point earlier on, like I. I love seeing the way that people will read into to dreams and they'll be like, oh, you dreamt about that. That means that you must be X, Y, and Z and this is happening and it's because of this. And it's, but no, it's just the way that my brain is processing that bit. Like there's, there are, there's some dream analysis which actually has basis in actual study where, you know, people have, they they recognize common themes so you know the the one about running away and not being able to scream and you know different ones about anxiety and and buildings crumbling and and things like this and there's there's these particular um like more general themes but you can't deal with anything too specific because that's based purely on someone's own personal experience like I'm not going to have the same night terrors that you're going to have I'm not going to have the same You're, you're also not afraid of the same things yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's 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 a false syllogism to just assume that because you've come to that conclusion about someone else's dreams or someone else's thoughts that that it applies yeah. to you. Yeah. Maybe I just fucking hate cats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like it, it, and I think like trying to trying to attach too much meaning to it is is kind of a it's a very slippery slope, especially like I said when you go into those those kind of heavy details and you know what Freud said about the Irish what's that well I said um, sometimes it's just a sausage <laughs> no the, the Irish are impervious to psychoanalysis oh yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah it's it's fucking odd dreams are fucking odd but um I, I, I don't know, guys. Like it's. There's your chance. There's your one chance. Uh, well, I, I didn't think we were that far on. Are we? Are we yeah. But yeah, I I was just going to say like I this is a bit of a weird um, topic for me because let's say I'm I'm not someone who particularly remembers dreams very often, if at all, um, and like I I could quite happily go a month and 
not remember a single dream or not even be aware of a single dream and it it not be unusual um so yeah it's, it's kind of a hard one for me but what isn't hard for me is picking someone that's spiffing So, Al, have you got an order? Yes, yeah, Sab. Sab, which means I'm first. Yay! Have to go first. Uh, my one is very unexciting. Um, I have no real reason to spiff this person other than the fact that they are just fucking delightful. And it's just someone that I'm glad is in the world. And uh, that is Mr. Joel Crawford. Mm. Um, he's, uh, yeah. It's just makes makes me happy, mostly because he cooks what looks like really nice fried chicken. Um, he's a dream. He is. He is dreamy. Uh, yeah, Joel's great. He's uh, he's on another podcast. It's not very good. I think they're still going. I don't know. They seem to have stopped. But yeah, uh, Joel's great. Go go see Joel in the. Uh, go see Joel. <laughs> just go see him. He can slap. He can slap the bass. Can he? Slap yeah. at the bass. Yeah. Jam out, a man. man. A man of many talents. Mm. In fact, yes. Fuck. I've seen. Yeah, because he was playing uh, at Maker's Camp. He was playing double game. bass at some point. Yeah. 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 Uh, right, Sab. Which means you're next. Um, yeah, I would like to spiff a channel which I've never heard of until today. Um, I don't know why, and it's called DIY Machines. Um, okay. And I think he's called Lewis uh seems like a very nice gentleman uh and he just makes stuff and really clearly and succinctly explains what he's doing and it's nice. just refreshing there's no bullshit he's just yeah lots of electronics lots of building stuff and making stuff um and problem solving but it's like all the plans he just gives away all the schematics all the 3d yeah. print files everything you need um it's kind of a little bit out of the realms of people who maybe don't have the kit or know what they're doing um but it's it's all step by step so even if you were a total noob you could you could probably jump in and, and do it yeah. but you know I was, I was just watching one who was making a huge segmented clock and it was like hundreds of 3d printed parts probably like a thousand hours of 3d printers like anybody got time for that but he's probably mm. got access to loads of 3d printers so it's not a problem yeah and um, but it's just really fascinating watch the process and just really nicely explained very calming um yeah let's go check him out diy machines on uh yeah. YouTube and Instagram. Cool. Good shout. Yeah. Uh, Brett, what about you? So a uh, friend of mine that I was introduced to through Mount Phillip Metalworks, our, our good friend Chris Cash, um, has been living the dream for a little while on his ranch in Texas. And he just... Uh, posted a photo of just the most ridiculous hammer I've seen in a very long time. But gentleman's name is Ben Snur. If you listen to any, uh, any of the other podcasts that he's recently been on um, or been talked about on between knife talk and the guys over there and the ax and iron podcast. Uh, he did a great interview on that, telling a little bit more about himself. Um, ben is just a crazy nice guy and has a great attitude about what he does and 
the crazy, crazy world that he's created on his on his land. Like he's got all these different kinds of animals and zebras and and aurochs and all kinds of crazy animals. And he makes cool stuff. He's a blacksmith, super talented. Does weird shit, makes mistakes, posts about it. I like the dude. He's got a good attitude. Nice. It's not really much on dreams other than he's living it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, uh, yeah. I like Ben. Go check him out. He he sells stuff. If you're interested in any like great kit, he does make things and sell them, blacksmithing wise. So Ben Snur, S N U R E. He is great. That is a very good shout. Uh, yes. He is a gentleman that I have been aware of and been following for a little while. Uh, but it was really good actually getting to hear him kind of talk and and say a little bit about himself on uh that uh other podcast mm-hmm. uh i'm not gonna say its name again chris gets enough fucking love from us as it is yeah um uh any other business that's what i was gonna say uh yes. congrats to christy from twisted twine she started a youtube channel she put Ooh. her first video up congrats nice welcome to the weird <laughs> good all right go on aob I was going to say, um, if you have access to a pair of eyeballs and some ears, uh, point them in the direction of Jim Parkin's Instagram account. Hey, that's what I was going to do. Well, you're too late. Um, Because it's fucking brilliant. So Jim um, used to work at Aardman Animation, um, so responsible for... Still does. Oh, perfect. Um, Things like Sean the Sheep and Wallace and Gromit and other fantastic um, pirates, band of misfits. um, Yeah. So, yeah, Jim's a lovely bloke. I had the pleasure of meeting him at uh, the Good Life Festival which, yep. uh, with Steve. Um, and he's doing this thing called uh, Community, Community Play, Play Time. Time. So uh, he'll do a live session on Instagram at 3 o'clock uh, UK time, where basically you can just come along, sit and make plasticine figures along with him. So, like, kids are joining in, and, and Steve's even made a pig, which is fantastic. Um, today was pigs in teacups. Um, I think it was like uh, dog homies the day yeah. the, the one before that. Um, but if you go on his Instagram account, he's actually got he's put out like a calendar of things that he's doing every day in in the lockdown, uh, which I think is super nice and it's just a really good use of time and he's really friendly. Um, so just go and check it out. And I think he's put the, puts the videos up after if you're not able to make it because, for instance, I'm at work, so I was unable to make the the live stream. But you'll put the videos up after so you can go and watch them. So Jim What's his Parkin. Instagram? Uh, Jim, Jim Parkin. Jim Parkin. And it's P-A-R-K-Y-N. Yeah. He's uh, a genuinely one of the nicest, loveliest people I've ever met. And he's got a great um, beard. Great big bushy beard. Uh, and, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm lucky enough to know him through Al. Um, other Al, not loud Al. And... Um, yeah, he is just super lovely. The The first video on the dogs um, isn't going up on his um, Instagram because he accidentally deleted it. Um, but, uh, yeah, like like Al said, all of the live streams will be being posted on his account um, on Instagram for a while afterwards, and he'll be doing, like, uh, one-minute clips of how to do it as well. Um and possibly to even moving over to YouTube at some point. Um, 
which I might be giving him a hand with at some point as well. Uh, yeah, Jim is fucking fantastic. Uh, if you still need something else to entertain yourself and get involved <laughs> with, um, then Tim from Turgworks, not Turdworks, as I keep calling it, uh, T-U-R-G Works, um, he's starting a little drawing challenge thing, um, like like a lockdown drawing challenge. Uh, Tim, as much of a dickhead as he is, is quite good with a pencil. Um, he's He does some very cool t-shirts and things like that that have got his designs on. Um, and it's really nice getting to see him doing more and more drawing because it's, it's a side of Tim that I actually like. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, he's opening this up to everyone. It's just... It's a bit of fun, bit of inspiration, kind of a bit like the Inktober thing, um, but just with more gravy, I think. So yeah, go give Tim a like and a follow. Check out what uh, what the inspiration of the day is there. Um, right, unless you guys have anything else, I think that's it. No, 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 cool. Uh, in which case, you can find us in all of the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Metalworks. You can find Breck at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Al's Cat Guts! Cat Guts! If you want to find us as a group, you can use Google and search Fools with Tools. It's not difficult. Even Al can do it. Yeah, anyway, uh, I'll tell you about that later on. Uh, that's it. We love you. Stay safe. Stay fucking. Start that one again. We love you. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay foolish. I guess. Whatever else. One day I'll come up with a decent sign off, and I use it every week. But until then, bye. bye. bye.